Welcome to another series and another episode of the Two Guys One Topic podcast. I'm Liam. And I'm Ollie. And for those of you that don't know, or for any new listeners, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. The idea is we do the hard work and then we share what we feel is the most important pieces of information with you. Uh, Yeah. We're not uh, experts in anything that we talk about on the pod. This is just a summary of our findings. But hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you all, we can all learn just a little bit more about a whole bunch of stuff. That sounds really good to me, Liam. Let's get on with this week's topic, the first one of Series 7, which is... Lighthouses! Okay, Ollie, we're back. Series seven. Who would have thought our little podcast would end up with seven series and hundreds of episodes? Amazing. Oh, my goodness. I think we should probably make a note, though, to begin with that this episode was one of the losing episodes last series, wasn't it, of our listener choice? Yeah, it got a very, very close second place, didn't it? So the stock market won the listener choice last episode. This one came in second. So, yeah, big shout out. Thank you. Was it Richard Enriquez? Yeah, so yeah, well, like we said, we we like the episode title, so we went straight at it. So lighthouses is where we're at. Don't know if anybody knows anything about lighthouses. I'm not sure I learned knew, um, knew anything about them. But what do you know about lighthouses before we started, Ollie? <laughs> do you know, I've never even really thought about them. I'm not sure many people have, unless you're probably a, a sailor or or work or live at the sea. Yeah, I haven't really given them a thought ever. Um, they always seem to be red and white in my head. And yeah, something that that flashes out light to people. I, I had no idea really at all. How about yourself? Yeah, no, I don't know. Some big tall red and white tower by the cliffs stops boats crashing into the, the cliffs, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and the light spins around at the top. Like I have no idea. Like obviously that must be what it's for, but is that all it was for? And it turns out it isn't, which is quite interesting. Yeah. And spoiler for the later on, have we got a takeaway there, which is so good that we actually both found the same takeaway, didn't we? Yeah, couldn't believe it. It's only happened, I think, maybe yeah. once before. So out of all the information that we both looked into this week, we both stumbled across and thought, that's got to be the takeaway. Um, so yeah, so, interesting stuff. So should we actually then say, like a little bit of a, a definition or just actually say, what is a lighthouse? Uh, yeah, a lighthouse this is what I've written down or Found online, a lighthouse is a tower containing a powerful flashing lamp that is built on the coast or on a small island. Lighthouses are used to guide ships or to warn them of danger. Exactly, exactly. So I guess, in a nutshell, people listening probably think thinking the same things as us in terms of at the start, like what did we know about a lighthouse? But it turns out it's way more interesting, isn't it, than just that that sentence and that description of what they actually are. Yeah, so they so they do warn ships of danger, and I was like, well, what danger? What just crashing into the sh- to the cliff? But it turns out it's more than just are they going to hit this massive cliff? It's actually to do with like the depth of water and what is under the water that that we can't see. Yes. So sometimes you know near the cliff it will be super shallow, or there'll be a bunch of rocks that you can't see, or or reefs, and, you know, things that are going to ground the boat if it gets too near. Yeah. So they're the dangers, and that 
That is, you know, what I thought it was for. But they're also used for navigation, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that that was super interesting that I hadn't really given much thought to around that navigation. And it it makes sense when you think about it. I mean, I've only ever really seen a lighthouse in the day. But the real purpose of the lighthouse is when you can't see. So it's when yeah. it is like pitch black or it is really foggy when you haven't got you know, any any light to 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 know what's going on that that is what they're used for. So I, I think it's useful like just to bear in mind what we're talking about today is for when it is pretty much pitch black. Yeah. And and what they would use, they would use the lighthouses as almost like a map because they would know where all the lighthouses are. So if they would see a particular lighthouse, they go, oh, that is lighthouse nine. That means I must be here. Uh, so that's all right. And, you know, and they can work out where they are in relation to wherever it is they're trying to get to, which is, Anyway, and then they go along a little bit and they'd see another lighthouse and be like, all oh, right, yep, that's lighthouse 10. Yep, tick that one off. We're moving in the right direction. Yes. And it would be like a, like a GPS, which we don't, obviously didn't have then. They would use it to navigate as well as avoid stuff, which yes. is like, I did, yeah. not, did not think about that in the slightest. Yeah, really good. So the, the types of lighthouses we'll all be thinking about, you know, been around for, for a few hundred years. But this is another one of our topics where they go way back. They go a long, long time ago. And it all really started mainly as just like fires that were built on hilltops, weren't they? Yeah, they were They were used like they're used today, but it wasn't a lighthouse like we imagine a lighthouse. No. It was just a bunch of people would light a fire on a hilltop or on a cliff top, and it would be, you know, careful, there's a cliff here or this is where we are, you know, bring your boat in this, you know, we yes. live here. So come here. And it, it started off as fires. And then those fires, you know, to make it easier for themselves, they would put them on like stone. They'd build like a stone tower and put the fire on top of that to make it more visible. Yeah. Just put um, it on a bit of a platform yeah. just so it's a bit higher up and easier to see type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that then progressed, it stopped being fires and it started to be like, they would like oil or wicks and candles and things like that, until eventually lights as we know them. Um, but essentially, you know, way back, you know, we're talking really way back there, right? Like before zero, like BC times. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. 400 BC. Yeah, the, you know? there's, like, the earliest known reference to a lighthouse was um, written about by Homer. And he was a, okay. a Greek philosopher. He He's... He's got something called an epic poem that he he wrote a long time ago. So there's a reference going back 1,200 BC to what what they think is is a lighthouse, but effectively it's more like a, a fire on a hilltop. But the earliest one, sort of recognised as the the first lighthouse, the first known lighthouse, is the one of the Pharos of Alexandria, isn't it? Yeah, some yeah, the Fairwas Lighthouse, sometimes known as the Lighthouse at Alexandria, which was actually one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. And yes. you know, plug it again. We've got an episode about wonders of the world. So <laughs> yeah. fancy learning about that. Not the ancient ones of the world, but we could maybe do that as a separate episode. But yeah, uh, it was one of the wonders of the world about 300 BC, mm -hmm. uh, give or take a few years, but about 300 BC, yeah, somewhere. Um, Somewhere on the edge of the Nile River, wasn't it, in Egypt? Well, yeah, yeah that's the, the thing. So, 
it's funny. I, I had to look this up. So it said that the the Pharos of Alexandria lighthouse stood in the islands of Pharos, which sort of makes sense how it's got its name. It was in the harbour of Alexandria. It's like, brilliant. Where's that in the world? So I had to look that up. But <laughs> it, is Egypt. it is Egypt, isn't it? And it was a, yeah. like from all, all the descriptions and, and reading about it, because it, it's not standing anymore. Um, it did stand for about one and a half thousand years, but it yeah, that's, eventually... that, that's a long time though, isn't it? Yeah, so we're talking incredible. It went from it went from about three hundred BC to about twelve hundred AD or thirteen hundred AD. Yeah, so it, it was standing for a long time, and it just and it what happened over the years. It just kept on getting um, more and more destroyed by earthquakes. They think so. It was unfortunately earthquakes were the, were the main reason in terms of it then actually falling down. But it was a, a super impressive structure, and by all accounts, so it's been written about in history. It was about 110 meters high, so that's 350 foot. And at that time, the only thing in the world that would have been taller would have been the the pyramids of Giza. So a super you know impressive structure. You've got this really you know tall tower which has then it's still only got burning fires at the top of it hasn't it that's what we're we're talking yeah. about there's there's no other progression from burning fires at this point no but i i've just i've got a lovely piece of etymology for you though ah go on Thank you. not so much where the word lighthouse comes from because that's i guess pretty obvious a house of lighting it's more the fact of other countries so if we've got listeners in spain italy portugal or france you might be interested in this. If I ask you what the word for lighthouse is, it has got something to do with the word pharos, doesn't it? Okay. And in which is interesting because because that was the first lighthouse. We in Britain we actually referred to lighthouses as pharos for a long time before we called them lighthouses. But the word in Spanish and Italian for lighthouse is faro or faro. In Portuguese it's farol, and in French it's fare. Uh, all obviously come from the word pharos. Yes. Which was the first ever lighthouse, which is pretty cool, right? I like that. Yeah, that is good. I wonder yeah. what all of a sudden we just started to think to ourselves, we're going to stop using the word pharos and just go, that looks like it's a house with a light on it. Do you fancy going yeah, to the lighthouse? <laughs> Where's the lighthouse? Maybe. Where's the lighthouse? So we're yeah. bringing it all the way sort of forward then to what we would then recognise as lighthouses they sort of started to really come to prominence around, I've got about the 18th century. And it was more so to do with just, this is when you then had the boom and the ever increasing need for, for ships moving around and trade really taking off. I think that was, that seemed to be the thing that spurred it on, wasn't it? Yeah. The 18th century. So 1700s, obviously trade. Yeah. Like you said, trade shipping all starts to become a big deal. And it was in, it was in a country's interest to keep the ship safe because if you're trading with someone and you've got some dodgy rocks around your harbor you don't want the boats to crash because you need what's <laughs> on those boats and you need to do you know what I mean you need that trade relationship yeah so like that's literally how the world grew isn't it so it was in their interest to protect the boats coming in and the boats going out so you know as the boats come in yeah it turned into sort of what we know now like a lighthouse uh, you know the, the tall structure brick um you know brick concrete that's weather. funny that that's um, that's a really good point to think about it like if you knew that whenever you traded with italy you had a 50 percent <laughs> chance of all your goods actually getting into the harbor because of these dangerous rocks 
It's like, yeah, we're yeah. going to stop stop working with them. So yeah, they what they did is they they made a real effort. And at one point, the highest estimation I saw was that there were fifty thousand lighthouses around the world at any one point. Um, and yeah, there was a lot where they were lined along the coastline as well. So that whole thing where we we're saying yeah. about navigation. So it wasn't just along the the harbour entrance, very much around coastline and navigation, as as you were saying at the start. Yeah, it's, yeah. If you're, you know, imagine you're going down the English Channel between France and England. You know, there'd be there'd be um, lighthouses dotted along both coasts, so you yeah. could work out, you know, where exactly am I right now? Am I near to this port or that port? Am I near France or am I near, you know, that sort of thing? And and they would know which lighthouse was which which we'll get onto in a minute, I think, probably. But yeah, they would use it as more so than just don't hit these rocks. And to begin with, so these these lighthouses, their structures in themselves were only as good as the materials that were available at the time. So quite often they were then, you know, they were made of wood. Um, but if you're thinking, if you're having to place maybe a lighthouse on you know, pretty small islands, sort of making sure you know, off the coastline, it's off the coastline, but it's still yeah. in a, you know, a treacherous part. They kept on getting washed away. So lighthouses yeah. back in the day kept on disappearing. And so they kept having to build them. And it wasn't until obviously over the, the hundreds of years that just the, the ability to have better structures in place then led to lighthouses being more reliable. Um, and some of the fuels moved on. So they then yeah moved from, from wood. There were then a lot of coal burning um, lighthouses or they then moved to like liquid oil I was reading that they used whale oil for yeah, a long time I read that as well yeah, read which that. apparently that takes a, a long time to burn like whale oil um okay. but then they they finally then moved on to to proper lamps didn't they yeah in the um early 1800s 1819 a French guy called Augustin Jean Fresnel developed something called a Fresnel lens which is really cool if you think about it, what it does. What it would do is it would take all of the light and just ping it all in one direction. So if you imagine a candle, a candle actually puts light in all directions. But what he invented was this, it was almost like a dome that would sit over the candle and it would catch all the light going in all directions, but ping it all in one direction. Really, using prisms. I don't know if you've ever seen if light hits a prism, it pings off at like a funny yeah. angle. Yeah. Well, he would take loads of prisms angle them all in such a way that all the light would ping the same way and it would like massively improve the like the range of the light the strength of the light um and that was a big deal and it's still something we use today yeah which is which is mad to think about it i was having a look at the picture and it's got an s in it hasn't it this the the name of this lens it looks like is it frenzel uh, fresnel 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 but it's a silent s um the thing to me that it sort of looked like was one of those really old school scuba diving helmets. You know, it's like a ball, isn't it? Like a ball, isn't yeah. it really? And you've got like a bit of glass at the front almost that it looks like. We'll post a picture up on yeah. our socials, but this this really like revolutionized the way that lighthouses worked. And I think I was reading it was over 20 times more powerful in directing the light than what they had before. Because before that, there was something called the Lewis lamp, wasn't there? Yeah, it was like two domes of sort of metal, like mirror almost. And they would have a, like a candle or a, or a flame or something in the middle of it. And it would sort of ping it out a little bit more. But it it was quite wasteful as far as light goes. And a lot of the light would escape and it, it wouldn't use it as as efficiently. Whereas this Fresnel lamp uh, could, you know, can... I watched a video on YouTube where a guy like put his phone inside one 
and just using the light of his phone, you know, like the, the like just when you turn your phone on, not the torch of the phone, just the light of his phone, and it would just it it just takes all that light and just pings it forwards like a torch. Really, really clever. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah, that that's really important. Um, so they bought this lens, right? And it made lights really cool. And then I think we both sort of said it. And I think people are probably listening, thinking the same thing. The light itself just spins around, right? It just goes <laughs> yeah. round and round and round all day. Like, that's what happens, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. They're, they're nothing more simple than that. I had no idea about this, that every lighthouse like, has a distinctive series of flashes. And it's known as yes. its characteristic. And so that's the, yeah, the characteristic of, of that of that particular lighthouse and those those flash sequences that they have it allows the ships to then identify the lighthouses using something called yeah. the light list so it's like a publicly yeah. available um document about how, how all of the, the lighthouses work but then they can then also um understand you know maybe how far away one is or or what those flashes might mean to them in terms of what they need to be aware of, uh, which is yeah. Yeah, incredible. Sort of like Morse code, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's, essentially, it's essentially Morse code. And I think it's important that you just, like I was saying earlier, that they use them to work out where they are. But like you were saying, they use a lot at night. So how can they just see a light and know that that's where they are? And the reason is because the light is, is performing like a pattern or a sequence. So it might be something like three seconds on, one second off three seconds on, one second off. But then the one next along it is two seconds on, two seconds off. So they can work out where they are based on what they can see flashing, yeah. even though it's the middle of the night. Yes. Which is nuts, because I'm sure everybody's thinking, it just goes round. It just goes on, off, on, off. Like, that's, that, I'm sure that's what it does. <laughs> but it obviously doesn't. No. And it was, it was important and it was key that they actually maintain this. And we'll, we'll come on and talk to them a little bit sure i'm later but about lighthouse keepers and that was you know really yeah. important part of their their role to ensure that the the lights kept this characteristic of, of what they were doing and then on a very similar note the lighthouse itself is red and white stripey right all well, lighthouses red and white stripey of course they they absolutely are why would they or how could they ever be any different color they're all red and white right yeah, but they're not, are they? Like this is this is the same because in the daytime, obviously the light's not flashing. But how do you know where you are if you just look at a lighthouse? And the reason is because they're all painted in a distinct pattern. So, oh, that's the three red stripe one. I must be here. And along there is the two red stripe one. And this one's the one that's just white. And this one's the one that's got four stripes. Like they're painted slightly differently, so that you can navigate using them. Which is like, I just thought they were the same. Oh, completely. It's um, it, yeah. Now you think about it, it makes complete sense. But they're they're painted different colours just to help identify where you are, and then depending on what the background is. So if yeah. if the background behind you is a set of cliffs and they're dark cliffs, or it's like fields or woodland, or whatever it might be, if it's just up on some cliffs, then you'll then pipe, paint it bright white to then make it yeah. stand out. Or sometimes, like in um, in Dover or wherever, you've got really white cliffs, and so they paint them like a red colour, or sometimes even black, so they then stand out the other way. It uh, yeah, never yeah. really really crossed my mind before. There are, are actually some some different colours. So 
sometimes as well, depending on where the lighthouses are positioned, it can tell you a little bit more about them. So a red lighthouse might be used to mark the entrance to a harbour or a channel. Okay. A white yep. lighthouse might be used to mark the safest route through dangerous waters. And black right. lighthouses are sometimes used to then mark where dangerous rocks or um, you know, dangerous shoals of, of rocks might be for, for you to avoid. But on that yeah. navigating on the safest route, there's some cool stuff to do with not just the colour, but the light as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, there's something called range lights and leading lights, which is a cool one as well. So what this is, imagine you've got a port and there's quite like a narrow path to get into that port safely. You know, otherwise you're going to hit rocks either side or whatever. What they would do is they'd have two lighthouses quite close to each other, one slightly higher than the other one. But if you line up on the right path going towards the co- the port, the two lighthouses would be front and back behind each other, which means all you can see from your boat is one light. And that means you're going the right way because you're, you're heading towards them in such a way that you can only see one light because one is directly behind the other. As soon as you can see two lights, you're off course. So you know to correct. Yeah. That's cool, isn't it? That's so really like, good. I can see two of them, like left a bit, left a bit, left a bit. And then, you know, on the horizon, they're obviously getting closer and closer and closer together until there's only one light. Like, go that way. That's pretty cool. Like, whoever worked that out in the first place to know that that's the, the safest route. And this is the way that, yeah, if, if you're seeing two lights, you're not quite on track. I like it. And um, not all lighthouses are lighthouses, are they? Yeah, and this was completely new to me. I I don't think I've ever ever come across this before, that you sometimes get lighthouses that aren't even stationed on a cliff. They're actually light vessels, aren't they, or light boats? Yeah, light ships. Like, some places it's too treacherous to even try and build a lighthouse. Like, you can't, you can't, they can't build it. So they send a boat out. But sure, I think that's dangerous though, isn't it? Because if it's too dangerous to build... Too dangerous to build the lighthouse. Imagine being told, right, we need one here because otherwise boats are going to crash, but we can't build one here. So what we're going to do is we're going to put one on a boat and we're going to send a boat out to the place that's too dangerous for boats to go. That's a bit confusing. They've got to be a good good sailor, good navigator getting them back in, haven't they? So I I presume, do they just go out and just guide ships in every time? So they're they're saying, we know the route in, trust me. I know this route like the back of my hand. Yeah, same as before as well. They'd be painted different colours. The lights, you know, almost exactly the same as a lighthouse, just just on a on a light ship. On on some of the differences with them. So were you then reading like in terms of height of them as well? So normally lighthouses tend to be about ten meters high, but sometimes they can go as high as about sixty three meters. So you know they they can be quite big structures. But there was something interesting I was reading about. So. The part of the reason to do with the difference in height of them is about at what height you want the light to come out. And it makes sense is because they need the ships to be able to actually see the light in the first place. And they make yeah. some assumptions, don't they? They even take into account the curvature of the earth and they assume yeah. about how high the, the ship will be. So I was reading about, they always assume that like this is a general assumption that the height of the person viewing it is 15 feet or or 4.6 meters, although larger ships, it could be higher. But what they do is it's all about maximizing the distance of where that light will travel to. 
which makes complete sense, but there's a lot more thought goes into it than just let's plonk it here and let's make it 10 metres tall. Yeah, because obviously if the if it's too high, the light goes over your head. And if it's too low, you can't see it because it just hits your boat. So yeah, it's, yeah they worry about that. There's also about like, they have to take into account where where in the world they are because climate, what's the word? Climactic, that's not the right word. Climate conditions. Yeah, atmospheric. atmospheric. Atmospheric conditions. Yeah. Yeah, it can affect how light travels. So you can have a different... You know, like the same light in a different place won't travel as far. You know, if you're in the tropics, perhaps the air is, you know, the air is the moisture. There's lots of moisture in the air, so yep. the light maybe the light won't travel as far. And they have to they have to consider where are they actually putting the light, and if they are putting it there, what sort of light are they going to use, and how far will it get? Yeah, they, cool. they 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 use a luminescent range of a light, and they almost so 100% means it will just carry on going forever. And then it says that if it's in the British Isles on a nice day. It's at 80% visibility. But yeah, if it's in somewhere tropical, like you were saying with the moisture and that, it would be 60%. That's the same lighthouse would only travel 60% the, the distance. Wow. But it depends if there's dense fog and there are different things that they sometimes do for dense fog, don't they? Upside down lighthouse. That's a cool <laughs> one. There's one. There's a lighthouse. I think it's in Ireland somewhere, isn't it? That's right. And what they've done is basically they've got a lighthouse that even looks like a lighthouse, but the light is at the bottom. And the reason being that area is notorious for low lying fog. So the fog coming low. So what they've had to do is move the light from the top of the lighthouse. I said, they didn't move it. They designed it this way. The light is not on the top. The light is at the bottom so that it will, like, the fog's not going to get in the way of the light because there's just fog there all the time. Yeah. So that's but cool as well. It's Yeah, it's, um, I'm just checking my notes here. So it's saying it's on Rathlin West which is in Northern Ireland. Yeah, and it's known as the upside, upside Down Lighthouse. We'll post a picture of it. It's not quite maybe what people are thinking in their head <laughs> nah. in terms of how it looks. But yeah, it's in, interesting. Um, and I think maybe one of the last things, really, can't talk about lighthouses without talking about lighthouse keepers. Oh, man. Such an important job, we were saying earlier. Like, they they wouldn't be able to exist all that time ago unless you had someone there maintaining it and keeping up with um keeping up with all the jobs that they needed to do what were the types of things that they needed to do back in the day uh you know keep the keep, keep it fueled particularly if it's a fire keep it fueled keep the wick something called cutting the wick or trimming the wick make sure i don't know what how that happens with a candle but they had to trim the wick they had to you know keep it going keep it clean um a lot of them they would wind up there'd be like a, a mechanism to make them spin so you know like old school you'd have to wind up a watch you have to make sure it's wound up um, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> unfortunately, they're a dying job, aren't they, lighthouse keepers? But the is earliest it, recorded... Is it a dead job? Might be a dead job. I'm not sure there's many left. Not that, not that the lighthouse keepers are dead, just that the job itself <laughs> <laughs> isn't really needed anymore. No, no, no. no. So I, there was actually, I stumbled across an advert for a lighthouse keeper that was needed up in northern Scotland, but... It used to be, and the earliest recorded um, known formal lighthouse keeper was a guy called William Knott in 1730. And then what used to happen is because you'd live in such remote places, you'd either be there on your own or you would then be there with your family. And then it'd become a family thing that you would then it'd be passed down through generations because you would be responsible for that one lighthouse and making sure that it, it all worked fine. 
But nowadays, with them being um, modernized, you could be responsible, as this job was advertising for last year, you know, that you look after a couple of hundred miles of coastline and look after a number of lighthouses because they still need to be maintained, still need to make sure they're working yeah. um, as they should do. But did you come across the the phrase at all as mad as a lighthouse keeper? Nope. I can probably guess what it is, though. Yeah, go on then. Because you're, you're on your own, right? Is it because you just go crazy because you're on your own? That's exactly what they thought it was. So they thought it was like the solitude. So unfortunately, there was a there was a high propensity of lighthouse keepers that would maybe take their own life. And they thought it was all down to the solitude and not enjoying or, you know, just being on their own and being in their own thoughts. But it turned out it wasn't actually that. And it was to do with the mercury that was used in the lamp. So what they had to do... Yeah. So the so they they figured out the the best way to allow the the lenses to keep on spinning round was to put them on a um a, a liquid track of mercury. So then it'd be then be constant. So then as you were saying earlier, you've got that every two seconds or five seconds that it looks like the light's flashing. And what they would have to do is to ensure that it was turning at that precise nature, they'd then have to clean this track every so often with a cloth. And they'd end up having lots more mercury. They'd be inhaling the mercury. And it was proven over time that mercury actually causes madness. So unfortunately, what was yeah. happening is their job was then enforcing them to then unfortunately become mad. And then they wouldn't entirely know what they were doing and then end up taking their own life. Pretty sad times, right? Yeah. And as you were saying, like, they're not really needed now because everything's automated. Like, they've got, like, lighthouses are run off sensors, aren't they? They've got, like, solar panels to keep them powered or sensors to know if it's too foggy turn up the lights they can work out whether it's getting dark turn on the lights earlier they work out when it's light they turn off the lights they ping off like radio signals to the boats nowadays so the boats might not even need to see the lighthouse yeah because they you know they've all got the technology and obviously they've got gps but you know they are still used and the, the U.S. Coast Guard actually built a couple in the Florida Keys lately because a bunch of like sailors said that you know they wanted some because obviously you know if there's like a storm or something, I imagine your GPS might go down on a boat because you're in the middle of nowhere. Um, and, you know, yeah. quite often I bet they have to revert to using a lighthouse. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, do I, they actually then need to go old school. Yeah, yeah, and actually figure out where it is that they that they are. But yeah, super super interesting. There's some other little facts that we've got about them as well. Do you want to fire off a couple? Well, I'm going to say one really importantly. Richard Enriquez, right? I'll just go back. He's the guy who said we should do this week's episode. He has tweeted us to say he knows everything about the oldest lighthouse that is still working in the world. It is in La Coruña in Spain, I think, isn't it? That's right. And um, so we're going to put the challenge back out to him to tell us all about it, maybe in a voice note, maybe in a message, whatever. And in our wrap-up episode, Richard, we either I want you to tell us all about that lighthouse or we will just quote you directly. Um, but yeah, the oldest lighthouse in the world. Uh, uh, no, I'm not going to say anything else about it. Let's not bother. <laughs> Hercules Tower. Ooh, teaser. Challenge. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you got any other little facts, figures? There's a pretty good one about the Guinness Book of Records, isn't there? And the most remote lighthouse yeah. that's out there. I was reading There's one in Lake Michigan in America, which, by the way, has got more lighthouses. Michigan, as the state of America, has more lighthouses than any other state in America, but doesn't have a coastline, like a like on the sea. Okay. 
it's just because it's on Lake Michigan, which is massive. And, yes. And like loads of boats travel across it. Anyway, they've got one called Stannard Rock Lighthouse, which is in the Guinness Book of Records because it's 24 miles from the nearest land. 24 miles. Okay. What? That's <laughs> nuts. That's so far out to sea. <laughs> 24 miles. I think I think the English Channel from England to France is like 21 miles. So it's like further than that, away from like where it is. Apparently it's 44 miles from the nearest city. That is some distance, isn't it? Yeah, that's nuts. So yeah, that's pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a cool little fact. Um, right, we teased everybody earlier though. Do you want to drop our takeaway? And I'm going to say that this is the thing people will remember forever once they've heard this i reckon this will be a like this will never get out of your head all right that sounds good so the two guys one topic takeaway this week is there's a lighthouse in the world that everybody will know and super super famous but you don't know it that's the funny thing if you were to say name the most famous lighthouse in the world you pff, no idea I'm not entirely sure what that is but if you hone it in a little bit so you need to go over to america Need to go on to the East Coast. You need to go to New York. Anybody getting close to thinking what it could be? Do you want to let everyone know, Liam? The Statue of Liberty was originally a lighthouse. Yeah. What? It's good, isn't it? They had issues issues with the light, didn't they? Like, it not basically, it didn't really work as well as they wanted it to. um, And it, it sort of got sacked off eventually. But yeah, when it was made, it was... Uh, between 1886 and 1902, its primary purpose was to guide ships arriving into New York. Exactly. And it was uh, officially opened and handed over in terms of responsibility to the official Lighthouse Association. So that the, the United States Lighthouse Board, they were the ones who were responsible for it. So, yeah, it opened up as a lighthouse. But unfortunately the light that came out of it was so bad. The torch was so dimly lit that they realized after some time, this actually isn't going to be any good <laughs> at being yeah, an official lighthouse. Like, like 16 years, that is some time. But yeah, it was a lighthouse, like you're saying. Yeah, it was under the uh, under like the, the guidance of the United States Lighthouse Board for a long time. That's mental. So I really like that. That, that is going to live rent-free now in my head forever. <laughs> And yeah, it's funny because sometimes we tell each other what we've got as our as our takeaway before we do it. And we actually did today and we both had the same one. So that's cool. Yeah, good stuff. Nice. Right. I think that was a, a really interesting episode. I, I learned so much this week about such a simple structure of the lighthouse and then actually learning that there's so much more that goes into it, having to consider the height of it, the colour of it that they paint it to do with the curvature of the earth, to make sure that the light is actually going to be go out and hit the ships that they need it to see. And just that they're, they're used for a couple of other uses rather than just being a an avoidance of cliffs, I suppose. How about you? Yeah. Nav- navigational tool is where my memory is going to go. You know, do you know what I mean? Like everybody knows it's just don't hit this cliff, but more so actually, where are you in relation to where the next one is? And that's, and the pattern of the lights tell you that. And the pattern in the daytime, the pattern of the lighthouse itself will tell you that. Um, yeah, I think that's ace. Um, so it's funny, isn't it? That the whole point of the podcast is like, who'd have thought we could learn anything about lighthouses that you didn't already know, but <laughs> just, got, just know a little bit about it now. Like, exactly. Probably talk about it for a little while and let's roll on to the next week's topic, which is going to be just as random. 
and uh, and remember it's the, the Fresnel light from 1822 is pretty much still the same technology used today incredible yeah so if you like this episode you know let us know send us a message on our socials at two guys one topic um richard enriquez is going to do exactly that he got involved and that's why we actually did this episode so thanks to him let us know instagram facebook twitter wherever um at two guys one topic but until next week get out there and share some lighthouse knowledge mm-hmm.